0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: I'm my like Chip Oaks, man. I got this yet. Yeah.
2: Welcome back, ankle pickers. It's really hard to be serious with this panel here tonight, but I'm gonna try anyways. We have the full show today. And fresh off the Tony Gravley interview, which was an absolute blast. Thank you again, Tony. What's up, gentlemen? You ready to kick it into the, uh, with three stars from last week?
0: Oh yeah, kicking it into high gear. I just want to throw a shout out to the Texas women's volleyball team who stomped on Wright State today, advancing to the Sweet 16. I want to give a shout out. out. I want to give a shout
1: out to DK MMA Capper DK Longhorn MMA, who celebrated birthday since the last time we recorded.
2: That is true. One, another year older. Maybe he'll get a little better. Another background. trip around the sun. Happy yeah. day, Dan. Don't get waxed. Another year man. older, another year so, smarter. So, so this podcast, if you if you can't already tell, is might be shaky, but we're gonna do our best. So, starting off, our third star from last week is Marvin Vittori. Boys, pretty much an identical fight to the Derek Bronson. Maybe a little bit more damage, a little bit less fearful, I guess. Um, of Kevin Holland's striking ability. But overall, I felt like it was just a rinse and repeat.
0: Yeah, I think he set uh, at least a personal record with double-digit takedowns, which was exactly yeah. what we thought. And just an absolute dominant performance. Kevin Holland really needs to work on his wrestling. Yeah, is,
2: this a, is this the downfall of Kevin Holland? That's the question.
0: Or he's kind of been exposed. And if he, yeah. if he can patch it up, it, he'll be dangerous. But at this point, he like really... Needs to go back to the gym and stop taking these short notice fights and maybe, work on his game.
2: Maybe a move back to – or maybe a move to welterweight, I heard, was a rumbling round. I don't hmm. know if he can make that move. He's pretty lean as is, but, like, that might help. I'm not sure. Okay. So he, he slides in for a well-deserved third star. Definitely going to be the guy to dethrone Izzy. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: This guy. God I'm, jokes.
2: Got it. Uh, I've never been more serious in my life. Second star of the week is Impa Kasangani. Seems to be a, well, a relatively frequently mentioned guy here. Last time out, he got a pretty highlight reel knockout against himself. Um, I said that like an idiot, but he got knocked the fuck out. And this week he got ripped off a sub, which I think was probably the highest. I think it's his first finish in the UFC because he's a decision guy. I'm pretty sure it's his first finish.
0: Yeah, he showed up uh, that first round. He was obviously landing a lot more than Sasha. Sasha's a tough cookie. And I think uh, his coaches said something to him in the corner because he went for that. Um, I mean, he dropped him and then got that, rear, uh, that uh, sub pretty quick. But it was a great progression in his career. I was really happy to see it.
2: Yeah, you can see every time he comes out how much better he's gotten from the last time out. He's always looking to learn. And he's still so young in this game. I'm excited to see where he's going. I, whether he ever makes gets in title contention, I don't know. It might just be too much, too quick. He's He really is a fresh person in this sport, but I'm excited to see his career progress. And then the final star, the one star, the most deserving, I got roasted, Sam, I'm a big fan, but Mackenzie Dern, sub finish over Nina Nunez, aka Nina Antonov. She came in as the favorite. How heavy? I think it was only like 130, but still favorite. This was like a pretty high up there, not necessarily title contender, but they're making their way up the division. And it was an impressive uh, submission. BJJ Danny, break it down for us. What do you think of that Dern sub, if you remember correctly?
0: No, it, w- it was awesome. Um, I was impressed at how quick she got it done. And it was cl- quicker than clearly Vegas thought with the close to even line. And Mackenzie Dern's a woman who I think is a real title challenger at 115. Is someone? She's someone that Kind of poses a different look uh, than the whaley's and the roses and and whatnot. Um, she's 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 dangerous.
2: Yeah, the thing about Dern that people don't understand is like there's you unless you've rolled before you. you it's hard to understand, but there's jujitsu and then there's Brazili- or and then there's MMA jujitsu. It's like kind of a different thing because you're getting hit. I would say Mackenzie Dern. Has made. I mean, that she's ten-
0: phenomenal in both. She's. she's I mean, she's both. a ADCC world no, champion twice over. I think, think, and she she has is. made
2: that transition. What I was going to say is, I think she's made that transition better than anyone I've ever seen, from jujitsu to MMA jujitsu, because she seemingly is ripping off submissions. But that Jana Robo fight, I think, was the one that was really close, really close, because she is also as phenomenal in jujitsu, obviously, and you got to see during. Mix it up a little bit. Mix martial arts the whole nine yards. So I was excited to see her progress and we'll see, where, see where she goes from here. And that honorable mention, we had one. Who was it? Oh, you know what? I think Impo was the honorable mention, wasn't he? Impo was the honorable mention because Matus Gamarat, I thought Danny was going to, because he's a prospect guy, but he must have, he slipped on it. Second round KO TKO, one minute in.
0: It was beautiful. It was just a cross up the middle. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. caught Scott Holtzman and just so, got him out of there.
2: Follow-up question. Are you as high on Gamrod as you've always been, or are you higher, or are you – I mean, it's hard to be – you can't
0: see it's, it's it's the exact same. This is what I thought it was going to be. Um, Holtzman's when tough they to put out of there, dude. Holtzman's tough to put out of there. I, oh, I, no, no joke. But when they matched him up against Guram, uh, I, I was expecting a, a show from Matuse, and, and Guram proved to be an unbelievable prospect in his own right. And All so right. this is, this is really what I thought that um, Matuse was going to do bouncing back from that. He, he's a guy who's grappled against Gary Tonin uh, on the side of his MMA career. Matuse is a beast wherever the fight's going to go.
2: Yeah. and, a lot of money to be made as cappers of Ga- gamma going forward. He's just, if you can ever get him at a dog price, which will never happen, or even with a one in front of it, but nonetheless, phenomenal finish, well-deserving of the star. So all, all in all, pretty good card last week. I, I, we definitely are, our, our ankle lock with, but other than that, I, I was hitting pretty well last card. I,
0: yeah. I ended yeah. green. Thanks to Arnold Allen.
2: Got all of that. The only one we lost, the only one I lost last week was the lock of the week, believe it or not. Heavyweights
0: are just like women's MMA. Oh, you you're right. Know.
2: New new ankle rock or ankle lock criteria. No heavyweights, no light heavyweights, no women. That's <laughs> our new thing. We don't want it, it's just too up in the air.
0: So we're trying to get as sharp as possible. Like fight milk.
2: Literally, <clears throat> fight like a crow. It's not for women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was Dr. So- Pepper. That was a real ad campaign. <laughs> So so anyway, anyway, we don't have to get into that, but like, no, yeah, that's, that's I, I don't
2: have any follow up to that. Yeah. So that's it. So that segues us into news and notes. Kobe has a couple. Country Club has all set us running. up. Country Club's are reading the paper while taking a grumper, and he's got some MMA. <laughs> that's, that's let's uh, let's
1: I'll, I'll tee y'all up. So the first one we got McGregor Dustin at two sixty four has got a location T Mobile Arena in Vegas.
0: Oh God! So that, if, if I'm not wrong, they're gonna sell it out. Uh, it's going to be the third, I think, fight with full capacity fans back. And it, it's going to be big. I, I assume there's going to be a huge Irish presence. There's going to be a huge casual presence. It's going to be big, big time Vegas fight for the first time. I agree. That T-Mobile arena has probably got cobwebs in there. I
2: bet they're excited to get that thing pumping again. I, I'm, And you, so you guys are officially, I guess, news and notes for the podcast too, both – Danny and Country Club are going to UFC.
1: Houston. 262
2: in Houston. So potential full send to 264 as well to see the Irishman take on. We might be passing out
1: merch. We might be giving out business cards at <laughs> minimum. So uh, check us out down in Houston.
2: If you fi- if anyone finds us and says something to us, I, I don't literally don't even know what I'd do. I, I'd freak out. All right. So what else do we got for news and notes, gents?
1: The uh, second fight that we can talk about is Manda Nunez, Juliana Pena. That yeah. got announced.
2: Okay. So, yes, it's, it's, and the, the line on that, I'm guessing. Infinite. Yeah, I- infinite. It's, I guess if she dies, she dies. I'm not sure why she signed the line on that, but it is what it is. It is what it is. What else we got? I know there's more news and notes in this. Beautiful sport.
1: We got a light heavyweight title fight announced between Glover and Jan Blahovec.
0: Okay, as happy that's... as I am for Glover, there, that's not going to sell pay-per-views. That you might know. be the first. I, it title will fight on a fight. It will
1: ever.
2: It will. I mean, they they Glover both...
1: showed up in his last three fights, at least.
2: It just doesn't get the casual involved.
1: But Jan kind of made a name for himself beating Izzy. Yeah, I know I know that the, like it doesn't mean much coming from a guy who's like, what, he's already 38, but like you got to start yeah. somewhere, and if he hasn't done it, then all of a sudden he beats Izzy and he's got some fans. He's got at least casuals knowing his
2: name. 100%. The other thing that I wanted to mention, not that it's totally it, – I mean, it's relevant, but Bellator tomorrow, Friday night, we got the first round of the Grand Prix, I'm pretty sure, first or second round, but Vadim Nemkov is fighting Phil Davis – Sabah Hamasis on that card. He's an ex-UFC guy, a t- ex-tough
0: guy. I actually kind of favor Phil Davis there. I that love could be that, the, that could be I a like good Namco. position. I think he's at plus one eighty or something. Yeah, right yeah. Now. I like Namco. I actually was going to bet Namco up there. Interesting. So, Interesting.
2: oh, and then I think Corey Anderson also is on that card. Believe it or not, right? So that I mean that's a good card. I, I'm I'm I will be watching that. I also have been enjoying the tough or not tough one on TNT on Wednesdays. So this sport 10 years ago, Dana White said it in 10 years, it's going to be the biggest sport in the world. Missed his mark a little bit, but the fact that I can now, and when t- contender series comes back, the fact that I can reasonably watch MMA Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, crazy. I, I, it's I'm, unbelievable. And it's unbelievable. It really also, is-
0: lastly, in some sports business news, uh, Invicta got sold and is no longer going to be uh, featured on Fight Pass. Oh, no way. Who bought out
2: Vic- Invicta? Is
0: that? I don't know off the top oh. of my head, but it, it's someone really that, that is close to the sport and, and someone that uh, fighters were getting behind. And so it, I think it's a good move in terms of fighter pay, but I think it's a bad move in terms of accessibility uh, from what I read, but I'm not entirely sure.
2: Wow, that actually is big news. It, for those who don't know Invicta I mean, if you're listening to this, you know, but Invicta is an all women's MMA organization that honestly funnels a lot of talent into the UFC. Most come from Invicta. So I know Rose was an I think almost everybody, honestly. Yeah. I don't know how else. Ton
0: and ton of ton of women.
2: So that's that's interesting. I wonder if there'll be the same type of development program going forward.
0: I'm sure they're getting out a mainstream network if they're getting off a of fight pass, whether it's ABC, NBC, TNT, whatnot, I think they're gonna be not hiding in themselves.
2: Yeah, for sure. The other thing, too, not, but I think this is, so this upcoming cards UFC on ESPN 22, I'm pretty sure. And that's the one that has uh, the Ricardo Ramos, the guy I was going to fade. He's off. COVID. Yeah, he just got taken yes.
1: off.
2: Yeah. So Team Alpha males, uh, not wearing masks or something. He's gone. Not that it matters, but. I think there
0: still <laughs> is one Team Alpha male present, but. Is it Munoz? Is it – yeah. Um, Alexander Munoz fighting violent Bob Ross.
2: Perfect. Couldn't that – I mean, that's great, great fight. So, all right, that's it for news and notes. Great segment. And let's start breaking down this card this week. So, the card is a normal time this week. Last week was early, 10th start or whatever. This is 6 p.m. Central time this Saturday, the 17th.
1: And who's the curtain jerker?
2: And the curtain jerker is none other than the friend of the pod, Tony Gravely. Phenomenal interview. If you haven't checked it out, please do. We got to sit down with him for about 20, 25 minutes on Sunday. It aired Tuesday. It was phenomenal. The guy is as nice as they come. And he really talks about his story, not only in his early career, what brought him into this, but now also his UFC experience. So if you're interested in that, go give it a listen. With that being said, good introductory as ever. Bantamweight bout. I, I've never filmed for somebody so much. I wanted to, I mean, I've watched Gravely before, but I wanted to get extra fresh in the mind for the interview. What's your thoughts on this? Burchak Bert, is a jujitsu guy. Gravely, Bantamweight, obviously phenomenal wrestler with uh, with mountains of skill kind of everywhere we were talking in the interview Danny's talking about how he doesn't fear jiu-jitsu which is a good sign if you're gonna grab grab gravely and he is sitting at a minus what's gravely at kobe texts me gravely's minus uh 325 burcheck plus 265 so heavy favorite
0: yeah i obviously uh gravely a friend of the podcast this guy i have a lot of respect for after talking to him but it's interesting he's fighting another you said jiu-jitsu player but fighting another wrestler uh this is a guy i don't see with the same level jiu-jitsu as brett johns as ray rodriguez as as the even like no, because he
2: gets tapped too much
0: <laughs> yeah i it, it's I really see it as a bad stylistic matchup for Burchak, who's a division two wrestler versus the division one, Tony Gravely, who's an absolute tank. I, th- I think Berchak's worse than him everywhere. I expect some dominant takedowns, maybe some uh, shoulder drops and pile drivers as he's been known to do. Um, and he predicted a second or third round KO. I think that's, I think that's exactly where my thought process is.
2: Couldn't agree more. That's exactly where my thought process is. Gravely gave us the prediction. He says he's going to gas him out in the first round and then follow it up with a second or third round KOT KO I There's nothing I've seen that makes me think anything different is going to happen. So Kobe, I'm sure you're on the same plane as well. Great.
1: I am inclined to believe it. I'm inclined to bet it.
2: I think, well, I, think I will be betting second and third round victories. No. I think that's going to be a house bet for the pod.
1: Yeah, Early returns on those were plus 600 second round, plus 900 third round. It was plus 450 in the first for Gravely all the way. Gotta love it.
2: Gotta love it. So moving our way up the card, this card's actually not bad. We got a catchweight bout. The line's Nunez minus 125. Zara Fairn 105.
0: Yeah, so Fairn is dropping down to Bantamweight after an 0-2 start for her UFC career. He no wins after joining the UFC, and they're both first-round losses to uh, Megan Anderson and uh, Felicia Spencer. So, like, no joke competition in 145, but 145 doesn't really exist. And so, so, moving down is interesting. But Nunes does have good hands. It does kind of feel like. 10 age difference too. Right. It does kind of feel like they're they're feeding their shiny new toy an easy victory. Um, I expected her beat up Farron here. Yeah, despite I mean, experience, they're line. like very close line, right? Be uh, I mean, I you won't
2: see it on my card. I, I, I have no definitely way. not. Yeah,
0: but it should moving be up, interesting.
2: Moving up the card now, we're getting into into some fights that perk my interest a little bit. We got Austin Hubbard versus Dakota Bush, and the line on um I'm, I'm, the line on that is Austin Hubbard minus one eighty five, Dakota Bush plus one sixty.
0: Dakota Bush is making his UFC debut, right? I believe so. It's really Austin awesome, Hubbard that I want to talk about. I with Hubbard. one of the best nicknames in all of combat sports, Dakota Harry Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Check oh, etymology. That did. that's his that's his fight nickname. It's gonna be fucking awesome when Bruce Buffer says it if, if he's on the call. To... <laughs> so yeah,
2: this um, UFC debut. His last two bouts, last, oh, his whole career was in LFA pretty much. He's fought everything in LFA. nobody so jumping out at me.
0: The interesting thing about this fight is Hubbard has been beat and kind of dominated by super talented grapplers, um, whether it's Joe Salaki, Mark Madsen, Davi Hamos, but also Max Roskov, who is was um, presented as this mega talented prodigy of a grappler hubbard tired him out and gassed him out right away I mean, hubbard uh, fights, chasing heel hooks
2: hubbard fights out of team
0: elevation dakota seems like he's athletic enough to kind of give him some problems on the feet with his pace and some explosiveness but hubbard kind of has been shown to weather the storm like Davi Ramos was a big one, right? Yeah. I I think,
2: I think that I Hubbard by decision. I think he's going to grind this one out. The only thing I'm, I worry about is, is Bush is Dakota Bush good off his back or cause Hubbard's looking to wrestle. I mean, he, he can strike, but Hubbard will wrestle him. I worry about the submission, especially after getting tapped, the fight I most recently watched. I mean, it is Selecki. He got tapped by Joe Selecki. So I mean it's Joe Selecki
0: just became a backpack though. Like
2: yeah, no, it's not a sh- It's not an it's not a bad defeat. I mean and
0: Mark Madison, the Olympian, Davi Hamos, the yeah. world champion. He he really is he's having trouble with world class grapplers. 100%. The question is Bush a world class grappler, and I guess we're both in agreement. I don't think so.
2: I don't believe so. Exactly. I, I like Hubbard here. I was excited when I saw this fight get announced. But who knows? I mean, Dakota Bush could just surprise us. I, I really oh, don't for know. sure. I know a lot about Hubbard. I've I've watched all Hubbard's fights. I just I I am unfamiliar with Dakota Bush here, so I'm I'm excited. Oh boy. Bartosz, Fabinski versus Gerald Mershart. GM3. He is back after getting shocked. Fabinsky minus one thirty. Gerald Mershart plus one ten. Very little line movement here.
0: So this is one that I, I haven't placed yet, but I'm, I've am i marked it down as, as something that I think is going to end up being a play of mine. I like Bartos here a lot. Uh, and no disrespect to GM3, who I think is absolutely great on the ground. But at this point in his career, I think that he's kind of a one-trick pony. He's either going to get a sub or he's not going to win. Uh, he's subpar striking, subpar takedowns. He's kind of someone that's, Happy to pull guard or just end up shooting and for or shooting for a takedown terribly and then just like winding up on his own butt. Um let me ask you one question
2: about Fabinski here. So if you remember the Darren Stewart bout that he had, that was like the beginning of COVID. Remember it was in Cage Warriors, but it was a UFC it was the UFC right. yeah. So he's I wouldn't say he's infrequent, but he had a he had a two year layoff or like a year and a half layoff after his uh, Michelle Prezera fight. Here's my question: He got tapped in 2018 by Michelle Prezera, first round guillotine. Last time out, Andre Mooney's, and I get it, world class jiu-jitsu, tapped first round armbar. Does
0: that? I I don't. I don't think the GM three is gonna is gonna be able to catch him.
2: He's not on those levels. GM3 not on the right. level of as those two men, but first round submissions two minutes in for both.
0: I if just think GM3- he's. I think GM3's only path to victory is just a weird sub, like a like a a scarf hold or like a, a guillotine in a weird position. I think like Bartos should dominate it on the feet and kind of dictate where this fight goes. Okay, uh, if it's on the mat, in all honesty, I'm, like that's going to be the most worried place that this fight can go. But I don't think it's going to go. I don't think it's going to be, I think it, it will end up there at some point, but I don't think it'll spend a ton of time there. I know Bartos after coming off that arm bar is going to be a little bit apprehensive about engaging with another jujitsu player. I mean,
2: that's my thought exactly, but you're going to get Bartos to the, at a pretty decent price. To, I mean, at minus one. Oh, I
0: agree. And I think for where GM 3s durability is at, like, there's a lot to be, desire i, I think yeah. bartos is in a really good spot here
2: going off two flash knockouts is is gm3 um, right so we'll see hopefully his chin holds up i just i remember when i was t- looking at taping and taking notes down for this one i noted two first round subs uh two of his last three fights i it, it concerns me because my i saw gm3 is the exact same path of victory as you did a sub
0: yeah i i, I have the same note um so it's I, interesting I, I, it's, it's why I haven't placed it yet, but it is one of those that really – the number really caught my eye. I was thinking that it was going to be a little bit higher, and I think Bartos deserves maybe a little bit higher of a number, keep which waiting. is why there could be an opportunity opportunity to make some money here. i
2: opened at Bartos minus 150, so keep waiting. It's dropping the other way. So women's straw weight, someone that I have given money to for OnlyFans, Jessica Pena or Pene, against Lupita – God, 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 do we want to call in Parker? Gadinez, Gadinez. Colin Parker from the pen. But yeah, Je- Jessica Penne has gotten my 15 bucks. Uh, for those wondering, just a quick review. I'd give it two stars at best. Uh, very no no nippage. Uh, not great, not great. But so it's good to see her back in the octagon because she had a couple year layoff. So maybe she's stepping down that content and rearing up to. Maybe get the
0: W here. The line. Speaking of not great, she's one in four in her last five. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. Versus, versus an, an undefeated woman making her debut. Someone, someone who's made it through. Uh,
2: Penny plus two thirty five. Godinez minus minus two seventy five.
0: Uh, Godinez making her debut is someone is. It does feel kind of like a shiny new toy for Dana. She likes to rush forward. She loves to use her hands. She has heavy hands. I think she's going to overwhelm Penne with some volume here. Uh, and she also has kind of su- surprising power for straw weight. I think she's going to beat up Pe- Pene here. Uh, it's probably not going to see my card. The but... other
2: thing, too, is she was born in Mexico. And if that, if that tells you anything, all the Mexican fighters in the UFC, not only hearts of absolute champions, but they're Push forward and they're just freaking warriors. It's insane. Some of the toughest uh, fighters the UFC has to offer, but yeah, she's, I mean, she's fought in LFA. She's fought pretty much, oh man, five or six different promotions. So welcome to the big show. We'll see. I, I mean, yeah, it's
0: definitely a major step on competition for her, but I think that just her great. style of fighting should be too much.
2: The other thing too, is this is a great person to kind of feed the slaughter. Yeah. Jessica Pane is kind of very beatable. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is a, like you said, Dana's prepping somebody for a, a big, for game. sure. yeah, Heavyweight bout, Alexander Romanov, Romanov versus Juan Espino, ex-tough guy. The line on this shook me. I think we did this one for, no, we didn't. We, we didn't do it, it but I asked show. about it. We talked about it. So uh, Juan Espino plus 115, Alexander Romanov, Minus 135. I could see myself on that 135. I really could. I really could.
0: So I'm already on it. This is one of the bets that I, one of the only bets I've actually placed on this card. Um, it's really neat. It's a heavyweight. They're both heavyweight European style submission grapplers. Not so much a jujitsu base, but that European mixture of wrestling and, and jujitsu. The thing is I just favor Romanov so much to be, the significantly better wrestler to be in the dominant positions to dictate the pace of the grappling.
2: Significantly th- stronger is what right. I. Want. Yeah. Oh,
0: much stronger.
3: Yeah.
0: We were both really surprised that it wasn't a bigger line here. I got my bet placed at minus one thirty. Um, i I think the line is is even moving maybe even more favorably, but I think that's a great spot, even up to minus one fifty, probably but for those you know similarly to GM3 i think he, his only path to victory is a weird sub so for and, so for people listening romanov
2: had his last win was a forearm choke which i remember against uh, rodrigo de lima and then a arm triangle choke against roque martinez espino his last three victories scarf hold choke which danny just mentioned Straight arm lock, rear naked choke, on all four, all three first round finishes,
0: which all aren't like traditional jiu jitsu. No, that's what I found hilarious. They're, yeah. they're some, they're European submission grappling holds. It's really interesting that, like, and that's why I'm so high on Romanov right now. I don't see him getting caught in a traditional European submission I, hold. He, I think he, this
2: is a bad matchup for Espino, and that's why I was so shocked by the line because. I think Espino, especially being – I think he weighs in closer to 240. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But when Espino's always caught me as a guy that can take it to decision, can get those weird subs, it, it can be very successful. For
0: heavyweight, there yeah, aren't a lot of sure. so, super great grapplers. And, like, besides the guys like Alexio Linick and Curtis Blades, he kind of has a grappling advantage on most heavyweights in the world. Yeah. Romanov is not a guy. See, I almost favor Romanov getting a sub over over that, es, so, Espino.
2: Is just sheer like, I just think es, Espino can be a very good fighter in the UFC, but he's he will be much more successful with a, any other matchup. Almost like this is just a bad matchup for him. Yes, what I saw, and so I, I saw that line and it jumped out at us on set the spreads. So we'll see going forward. I I think Romanov at minus one thirty five is, is a good play. And then to cap off the prelim card, Tracy Cortez, some a Tuesday Contender Series gal, versus Justine Kish. The line on that is Kish plus 235, Tracy Cortez minus 275. <laughs> that is steep. Uh, move, not a ton of
0: movement. Yeah, this one won't see my card. Cortez moving down to flyweight is getting a – Decent step up in competition and yeah, Kish, dog
3: or pass for me.
2: Honestly, I, I kind of right. like this here.
0: Right, I mean Cortez is someone who likes to outmuscle people, get in the clinch, and kind of be more athletic. I do. I do think she's more athletic than Kish here, but Kish is scrappy. Um, do I think she's more scrappy than Cortez? No. Uh, but as Reese said, it, it's a dog or pass for me. It's not that line is
2: unjustly high right opinion. and cortez someone who's newer to the sport newer to the scene off tuesday night contender series kish although she fights infrequently beat Random marcos in rfa beat uh nina antonoff nina nunez in her ufc debut beat ashley yoder she has dropped three of her last four but she beat lucy Pudelova in that Lost to Sabina Mazzo, who I believe just got cut from the UFC, but is a very talented fighter. Felice Herrig, Evanson gal, phenomenal wrestler, also a tough vet. So it's not like I think her resume is significantly more impressive. And I think the experience, honestly, will get it done here and propel her. I really do. I mean,
0: that's a good number if you do, if you, I mean, I, that, I follow your logic. That's a great I know, number. And
2: I hate, I hate batting women's MMA. I'm, I'm with you, but I, I'm sure it almost fits into your ideology. Exactly. 235 at plus 235 at what is closer to a coin flip almost inherently. It's hard not to play that at the dog line. So I'll probably be there. You'll see me there and I'm excited. So moving on now, this is, Country Club Cove's favorite part of the evening. We have the main cards challenge.
1: It was my favorite part of the evening this time last week when I had a lead, but Danny has gained the lead. I have relinquished it. And uh, we sit DK one, myself two, Parker with a big goose egg last week, still three, and Reese number four still bringing up the rear, but closing that gap there.
3: A goose egg a- I didn't make picks because i'm an idiot not because i picked incorrectly
1: doesn't matter he didn't make
2: i heard you say you're an idiot i also heard that as well easy zero not even up for debate Anyone who disagrees probably has an extra chromosome main card challenge danny's kicking off it's gonna go danny kobe parker myself because i am continuously the caboose so we have luis peña minus 155 alex munoz his short notice opponent just stepping up this week at plus 135
0: yeah, I didn't do a ton of taping for this one. Uh, both these guys are pretty inconsistent in my head, and so there's not really a super strong position to bet on here. But for the MCC, I'm going to ride with just Bob Ross. Give me the minus 155. Um, Alex Munoz's win over a one-armed Nick Newell and Danny White's contender series doesn't impress me enough.
2: Retweet. So, but I'm not up. Keep going.
0: Nick Newell actually has one arm for our listeners.
2: No, I know. Or one hand. But, yeah. He's, I think he's missing forearm down. But, yeah. He's hes legit one arm.
1: I don't have a good read on this one with the short notice opponent. I'm just going to take fight doesn't go to decision plus 155 and hope that we get some excitement.
2: Okay. I think that's a fine play.
3: Both islands, Reese, Pico, who's up? I'm uh, Parker. I'm gonna go with Moonho's uh, decision plus two eighty-five. <clears throat> Moonho's decision plus two eighty-five. Woo! Let's go.
2: I'm gonna go. So I f- just a quick little excerpt. Eb, ex, excerpt. I figured excerpt, excerpt. What's an excerpt? What's it? What's the little side? Whatever. Ex excerpt. 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 So I <laughs> <laughs> I figured out why I'm losing at this game. It's not because I'm not getting the right picks, which is part of it, because I'm not getting the right picks. But it's also because I only take the straight line every time. I think
0: it's because so, you suck.
2: No, you idiots stumble upon one decision, get plus 300, and then I need to get three right fights to catch that up. So this game is flawed is my point. However, I got, I'm got. i changing up. The I strategy. should just playing it wrong. No, no. I'm, uh, now I'm back in it. Pena, wi- Pena wins by decision at plus 145 easiest cheddar i've ever
0: seen reese getting cute with it let's mark it down in our scorecards
2: well, i'm gonna take the lead after this weekend. painted by a decision with
1: a c for cute
2: yeah it's next it's, fight if you if, if honestly if i took luno's and was on a team alpha male guy i would i should i would chop my own dick off i won't do it so let's keep it moving danny next bout is Abdul Razak al He is innocent. Free free Alasan versus Jacob Malkoon. The Artem Lobov to Robert Whittaker. The line here is Al-Hassan, Al-Hassan minus 290. Malkoon plus 245. Also, if there's a, someone at Best Fight Odds who's listening right now, they used to be in order, and now they're not, and it's fucking me up.
3: I am All also right. experiencing that. I'm on there right now. and I, like, I used to used go
2: up It used to be in order and now it's not. And it's, it's, I don't know why they sometimes you got to be smarter than
1: the product in front of you.
2: That'll never happen. All right, Danny leading us off.
0: Yeah. So we know El Hassan is on a skid. Um, after that, Lizaz and Castle Williams fights. Um, though, as Reese alluded to. He's a guy I really think is only getting this opportunity because of his affiliation with Robert Whitaker. Um, I said it without knowing it, but apparently they are training partners, they are friends or something. Um and Makun is coming off of an 18-second Phil Haw's round one knockout. I think El Hassan, I think El Hassan lives or hits a lot harder than Phil Haw's. Looking at best fight odds, uh, I was going to go with Al-Hassan by TKO minus 135, but I'm going to go with the slight better number under 1.5 minus 130.
1: I just couldn't get myself to bet on Abdul Razaka-Hassan. And if he gasses himself out by chance in the first part of the first round, Malcoon inside the distance is just a number that I just didn't want to get past too far. So Malcoon inside the distance plus 423. And it's not really because I like Malcoon, it's because hitting Razak Alasan.
3: Interesting way to play. I'm gonna go Alasan 140, which is inside the distance. Ooh.
2: I actually am gonna tail Parker because I was gonna take KOTKO minus 135. But for literally half a cent, Rick me. I'm going to go inside. You think
0: the- you can get him out of there, but like not in the first seven and a half minutes? What? No. Under I- one and a half, minus Wait, 130. That's not what Parker took. I know, but yeah, like 30. that's a better number. That's what I
2: 130? I would rather pay the extra five half a cent and, and get unlimited time. Even if Malcoon DQs, I still fucking win. Right? All right. Whatever the fuck. Give me what Parker's got. I'm about it. Next bout. Andre Orlovsky versus Chase, the vanilla gorilla Sherman. Recently read that he quit being a fireman to to pursue his second UFC stint. Will it help him? Probably not. Andre Orlovsky, minus 120. Chase Sherman, plus 120. This is I don't understand that at all. But who am
0: I to be the judge?
2: Danny, lead us off.
0: This is such a weird one. As reset said in our ankle pick recap, we avoid light heavy because it's tough to get a read on these. And, it's and heavy. Yeah, there's no – wait, this is straight heavy? I thought it was light heavy. Oh, no, these fatties are straight heavy. Oh, my you, gosh.
2: You think Jay Sherman's being light heavy? No, that man's every bit of 250 of a chunk.
0: 253 is his most recent land before so today. Damn. Even worse. Um, I don't have a ton of trust in either of these guys at this point. Uh, Sherman likes to come after people and brawl. He's got a bare-knuckle history. I, I mean, it all makes sense. Arlovsky is good or has been pr- forever he's been great. Recently, he's been good with clean strikers who are trying to win on points, kind of like a Tanner Bowser. But he had a lot of trouble with Tom Aspinall who just like came at him, got in his face, and tried to brawl. I don't have a good read on this one at all. And so I am going to get pretty cute. I'm going to go Sherman by TKO plus 255.
1: I'm on Arlowski just straight money, minus 120. Uh, just give me the veteran fighter over COVID fighter Chase Sherman. At
0: 42 years old, let's hope the chin holds
1: up. Yeah, it was, I've seen him a couple times in the last even the year that the chin held up. So
0: I'm I'm ready to ride. Yeah, on. against Aspinall,
2: that was a submission.
0: Yeah, drop though.
2: Whatever. He wasn't out for 42 years old. Name one person Chase Sherman knocked out. I'll wait. All right, go go, go ahead, continue.
3: <laughs> I am also on Team Danny here, uh, plus 55.
0: Are you serious? Wait, didn't he just TKO Ike Villanueva in his last fight? No, he did. Name name one version of his last UFC fight.
3: Whatever. All
2: right. You're a bitch. His other fights were bare knuckle boxing loss, bare knuckle boxing win decision. I guess a referee stoppage from strikes and island fights against Rashawn Jackson, whoever the fuck that is. And then he beat Jeremy May, who should. Shouldn't be a heavyweight by KOTK on 2019, ex-tough guy.
0: Another knockout for Reese's resume. All right, whatever. Go ahead. Danny, you're on Chase Sherman. By knockout, 255. Good, you just pissed money away. All right,
2: Kobe, you're on Chase Sherman.
1: No, I'm on Orlovsky.
2: Great. Parker, you're on Sherman. Sherman. Good. You just burned away points. And I'm going to go with the catch-up. Orlovsky by decision, plus 165 lock. co-main event of the evening jeremy's little Heathen Steven stevens versus dracar close i think this one was point danny on set the spread but dracar close oh no i was point me because he was not high on dracar close but danny you get an even better line this time around jeremy stevens minus 120 dracar close plus 100 even
0: yeah i um I, I'm still in, in the similar camp. Eileen Stevens here. Uh, he's on a four-fight skid, but it is to the best of the best. I, I mean, he's the definition of a gatekeeper with his – you look at his losses, it's it's Calvacator, Yair Rodriguez, Zabit, Aldo, Moicano, Edgar Holloway, Oliveira, Swanson, Cerrone, Pettis. I mean, the man literally is the definition of a gatekeeper. Am I asking – whether or not Dracard Close is elite or not, I am car Close to me. car Close to me is not elite. I go Stevens here. Um, gimme straight up just the minus 120, Jeremy Stevens.
2: I'll say 120 is not a bad price. All right. D- Dan and
1: I watched Dracard Close get out wrestled by D Kise for a half second earlier
0: this week. For a couple yeah. of rounds.
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't particularly close either.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one.
1: <laughs> Just not a lot to love about car Close for me. I'm going to go with Stevens by decision, plus 244.
3: Okay. I'm going to go with Stevens as well, but I'm going to go inside the distance, plus 253.
2: All right, I'm going to go with Drakar Close, plus a hundy bound.
0: Even money for Reese Pulver.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, this is more of a tactic play, a strategic play than anything else. But I, I actually think close could get it done, depending on what where Stevens wants to take this. I mean, I, I think if they decide – I mean, Jeremy Stevens is the type of guy who would almost rather stand and bang and take the L than wrestle and get the
0: W. Yeah, this, this isn't a spot where I'm itching to bet. These are two question marks in my head, but yeah, I do have to lean I Stevens.
2: Though. I think. If you look at, like, if you genuinely ask me who's the better fighter, it's Jeremy Stevens. That's not really what the debate is, I feel like. We'll see where the game plans go, where the coaching goes. I'm more excited to see Drakkar's close improvement from fight to fight. He's relatively new to the scene, so I'm excited. And finally, the main event of the evening, Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum. The line on this one is perfectly set. At Bob Whitaker minus two fifty, Kelvin Gastelum plus plus two ten.
0: Boys, start wherever you like. I, I Danny, go ahead. I mean this You say is- perfectly set, but I'm almost tempted to bet Whitaker at two fifty. Um, um,
2: yeah, you're right. I'll eat crow on that. If you're betting Whitaker, I agree.
0: <laughs> so I am betting Whitaker paired with Gravely. I've already placed that. If you combine them both this morning, it's minus one twenty. That's a pretty great bet.
3: Yeah, that is a great bet. I'm also um,
0: both, So both these guys are fighting for their chance to rematch Izzy. And the interesting thing is Gastelum put on the better fight against Izzy uh, for what it's worth. I'm not a big fan of MMA math, but this seems like just an absolutely phenomenal matchup for Whitaker who has unbelievable takedown defense, is yeah. the better striker, is quicker, hits harder. I mean, Kelvin being Kelvin, like I want to give him a puncher's chance. But the dude is act like I looked at it, I looked at his entire record this afternoon. He has never once knocked someone out under the age of 27 or 37. Sorry, 37 years old. He's never fought, he's never knocked anyone out under the age of 37 years old. And I know that he's dropped, he kind of shocked Izzy or, or dropped him a couple of times. But I see that more of Izzy being off balance. I don't think that Robert Whitaker, with his great karate style and his great. Combos that end with head kicks getting caught by Kelvin here. I see this is a super awesome opportunity for Robert Whitaker to just get another title shot or get back for the rematch. Something he's deserved as one of the best middleweights in the past decade. Yeah. Retweet. So what are you taking here? Oh, okay. One more. Yes. Yeah, um, right. I'm going to take Whitaker by decision. I haven't looked at the number. It is... Plus one fifty.
1: Okay. I I'm just going for the bigger number. I like a lot of what Danny just said. I'm also on Bobby Knox, but I'm gonna take him by strikes plus two thirty-five.
3: I also liked Whitaker and I liked him by decision, just a lot of his last fights and by decision. But I'm gonna be pretty risky, some might say stupid. Whitaker wins round two plus six seventy-five.
2: This is where Parker t- projectiles. He gets a sub round two and he just booms the list.
0: I'm rooting for that. I mean, I would love that. I
2: almost also am. And I, I
3: just, lo- I love our group chat when it, like when I hit one and you're just like, fuck Parker.
2: Well, I'm really fucked. Cause I hate being in last, but no longer sooner rather than later. I'm going to do Robert Whitaker wins by submission plus 1165. After Kelvin Gaslam got cheers anchored, to you, got, got heel hooked by by Jacker Manson, the Joker within like forty seconds. <laughs> you got to remember, Whitaker can wrestle. That man can wrestle. His foundation is wrestling. He's gone off that a little bit, but the man can wrestle. Let's go submission plus
0: eleven 1, hundred. I see him out striking Till and Till out striking Gaslam and Whitaker yeah. just being content no, with just staying on the I mean, feet. Whitaker's going to to win.
2: The only thing that worries me about Whitaker is the chin. And Danny brought up a great point earlier. He just came off back-to-back victories, unanimous decisions against Till and them. Two guys which- who
0: I think hit harder than Kelvin, who are purer strikers they they than Kelvin. Do. They do. Two guys who I think would be favored against Kelvin if they matched up.
2: Pretty decently favored as well. And so that's the – like Cannonier I could see having a two in front of his name, similar to Whitaker against a, a guy like Gaslam. The other thing that I want to mention, Danny brought up MMA math when he was saying the, uh, whatever you were saying, funny joke, MMA math. If you really want to get there, you can, there's a path where John Dotson beats Francis and
0: We're not going to go down that one.
2: No, it is the funniest thing ever. We're not going to go down it, but all the way up to Francis and from John Dotson you can find a like opponent that has, like
0: Tiago Santos is a big be, involvement in that
2: moved up weight and won, and then moved right. up weight one all the way to the point where Francis and gone who gets KO would by John Dodson. <laughs> all right. That's the fun little tidbit. If you want to go on that search, it's unbelievable. I think that's it. We're going to do no ankle lock this week. Danny and I didn't really sit down for one and I don't want to give you, I take it too seriously to give you a fraudulent play. We might
0: tweet one out. Follow us on Twitter. I mean Tony Gravely?
2: Tony Gravley's a great ankle lock. KOTKO? What's that line? Let's get let's get frothy with it.
1: Gravely, K O T K O is Plus 140.
2: Alright. Ride that with the boys. We're all gonna be on it. The whole pot is. Anything else? Any any last minute notes? Boys? Oh ha. just a little po-off. Oh,